we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perek Lamed Tes, Pasuk Aleph, Ba'esahi Shalach Merodach Baladam. So, in a very fascinating yet mysterious Perek, we are going to see a political judgment made by Chizkiyahu that is disastrous, but beyond that has ramifications that affect us to this day. So let's just set the stage. We have stated, and you cannot state it often enough, Chizkiyahu was a golden era of Jewish history. Chizkiyahu was a king on the level of Melech David, and some say even superior to Melech David in the fact that he was without sin. He had no Avera. He brought a age of learning and Torah, and just especially after his father Ahaz, uh, a golden period of Yerushalayim. And so we saw how he on the verge of a tremendous miracle that was being performed on his suyot against Sancherev. He becomes deathly ill. The Kaddish Baruch, who cures him miraculously, adds 15 years to his life, performs a miracle where he adds 10 hours to the day uh, so that no one can miss the divine nature of this miracle. And now, he is going to be undone by the most basic human flaw, that of uh, Gaiva, as we're going to see. So we begin Lamed Test Pasuk Aleph, Ba'es Hahi Shalach Merodach Baladan Ben Baladan Melech Babel, Svarim Umincha El Chizkiyahu. That at that time, meaning when he is cured, Merodach Baladan, who is king of Babel. So we must stress that at that time, Babel, Babylonia, was not the Babel that we know in the conquest and destruction of Bayesrishon. Babel was not even a speck on the radar of, of international powers. Babel was an outlier vassal state that had been conquered by Sancheirev, allowed to retain its king, which was the standard operating procedure. You had vassal kings that just paid tribute. And so he was running this small vassal state for um, Sancheirev. So, but this time he hears of the miracle performed for Chizkiyahu, um, and he sends him letters and umincha, gifts. He sends him by Yishma ki because he has heard that Chizkiyahu was ill and has now recovered. The Mephorshim go beyond that in that it states in um, Divrei Hayamim, 
a pasuk that is not in our account either in Malachim or here in Yeshayahu. That what his purpose was lidrosh hamotes asher hayovaaretz. His real purpose was not just to get well wish, but was to get to the bottom of this miracle that had been performed on behalf of this Hiyahu in that 10 hours were added to the day. It was sunlight for the entire day, and he had a personal stake in it. The Medrash tells us that he used to take a nap later in the morning, and he woke up and it was bright sunlight, and he thought that the whole, that he had slept the whole day and night, and it turns out that no, they explained to him this miracle was performed, and one, his, his thought was, who is this man that such a miracle was performed for? He wants to meet him and to learn more about the nature of the miracle, the nature of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So he sends the tribute and he uh, sends gifts and a delegation to Chizkiyot, Pasuk Beis. Vayismach alehem chizkiyahu. This is the flaw. He was thrilled with this attention, chizkiyahu. He was overjoyed at the flattery. And what he did was welcome the delegation. Um, and vayarim is based nechosa. He showed him his house, his treasury, es hakesef, es hazahav. There's Habasamim, there's Hashemen, he shows him the spices, he shows him the Shemen, which we will come to can mean the Shemen Hamishchas, the anointing oil from Moshe that is put in the Aaron, is hidden away in the Aaron. Uh, it's called Beis Kela. He shows him everything, all the Kalim in the Beis Hamikdash. There's Kol. Asher everything that was in his treasury, he shows him. Lo Asher There was nothing he held back from him. He showed them everything he had. So now, pause for a moment. If he showed them, as they say, the um, Shemen, he showed them the Shemen Mashkas, he showed them the Aron. The Mephorsh would say he showed them the king's personal sacred Torah. And if he did that, he had to show them the Aron and the Luchos. And if he showed them the Aron and the Luchos, he had to go into the Kodshe Kedoshim. And of course, Melech can't go to the Kodshe Kedoshim, and certainly not uh, Gentiles go into the Kodshe Kedoshim. So what is happening here? Um, some say this was a test that the Kaddish Baruch Hu did perform for Chizkiyot, the Nasoso Ladas Kol Belibo. He wanted to ascertain, would he be susceptible to what is one of the worst um, failings of a king, Gaiva, arrogance, that here Chizkiyot, and it's interesting that the whole halachos of Gaiva are framed in the context of the king, of Malachim. That is why the king can't accumulate horses, as we learned in the Torah. He can't accumulate wives. He can't accumulate such great wealth, because to avoid that arrogance, that pitfall of Gaiva, and 
it seems Chizkiyahu falls right into it. Everything, nothing is held back from this visiting delegation of Babel. Pasuk Gimel. Vayavo Yishayahu Hanavi al-Melech Chizkiyahu, he comes to the king, Vayomer Elav, and he says, what did these men say to you? Why have they come? Where are they from? They came to me from a distant nation, Babylonia. Now, there are three times in Torah where um, a person performs an act the Kaddish Baruch who appears to him either directly or by messenger and gives him an opportunity to confess that he's made a terrible error and to ask for Kaparo. So the first is Cain. We saw that Cain, after killing Hevel, the Kaddish Baruch who appears to him and says, Aye, Hevel, where's Hevel, your brother? Of course, the Kaddish Baruch who knows. And instead of responding and performing a kapara for it, Hebel answers, am I my brother's guardian? The second is Bilam. After he receives the delegation of uh, Balak from Midian, he is approached the Kaddish Baruch who appears to him and says, who, who are these men you were with? And he answers, oh, they're from uh, Midian that come to see me. Instead of confessing his error, he perpetuates the same thing here when Yeshayahu confronts Chizkiyahu. Uh, he says, What did they say? Chizkiyahu just says that they're a delegation from uh, Babel that's come to visit me. Continues Yeshayahu. What did they see in your house? He answers him truthfully. There was nothing I withheld from them. They saw everything in my treasury. Now listen to the words of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Everything in your household that you showed them, Asher Otsu Avosecha Ad Hayom Hazed, that your forefathers have gathered the temple treasuries, will go Ad Hayom Hazed, Bavel, Lo Yiva Ser Dovar Elmar Hashem. Nothing will remain. They will come and take everything you showed them. Umidonecha and his children that will emerge from you and remember at the time he was childless they will take them as well they will be sarisim sarisim could be officers they could also be eunuchs they could be slaves in the palace of Babel um, and he could be referring to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, who were descendants of Hizkiyahu, who became officers in Nebuchadnezzar's court. Vayomer Hizkiyahu, and Hizkiyahu answers Yishayahu, told Dvar Hashem Archer Tibarto. It is, well, I accept what you have said. Vayomer Ki Yesh Shalom, 
the MSB or me. I am grateful that there will be peace, at least in my days. He is saying that, of course, he's gotten that 15 extra years of life, that at least he will not live to see this destruction predicted. So what is really happening here? First of all, you raise the question, why didn't he at least try to intervene and pray Kizkiyahu instead of, you know, yes, I accept it, I'm glad I won't be around. It seems a very uncharacteristic answer. And yet, what it is is what we call that concept of Tzedok Hadin. We accept the judgment. Kizkiyahu understood right away. He accepts it. He doesn't argue. And then you have the question, is Hezekiah really responsible for the destruction of the temple and the Goa's Bavel? Of course not. The Mephoshim are saying this was Nigzar. It was decided hundreds of years before the entire um, Goa's Bavel and Churban Bayes Rishon. But what we do is the Kodesh Baruch who puts certain protectors uh, in our midst, which Chizkiyot was one that either defers it or delays it. Chizkiyot is taken away. He failed as the protector. And yes, you proceed to its inevitable conclusion. So it's a very extremely sad end to a, a king that was one of the glories of B'nai Yisrael. That is the end as we see it of Chizkiyot. And let me just quote from Malachim, in speaking of Chizkiyot, Bashem Elohei Yisrael Batach, he trusted in the Kaddish Moro completely, Ba'acharav lo hayokamohu, b'chol malchei Yisrael, after him there was no one like him in all of Israel, in all malchei Yehuda, b'sher hayu l'fanav, and there was no one there before him. And the Gemara tells in a beautiful conclusion that when Yochanan ben Zakkai, uh, who was a base David, was ready to meet his maker, he said, the Gemara in Brachos, bring a chair for Chizkiyot, king of Yehuda, who has come to accompany me. So we ring down the curtains that were on a very sad note, but on a king who was a glorious symbol a glorious renaissance, one of the golden eras of B'nai Yisrael, but as we see with all too human failings. We conclude that, and in Yitzhak Hashem, we will begin the Shiva de Nechemta, the prophecies of consolation. Up till now, we have seen very little of the reputation that is given to Yeshayahu Call Sefer ain't is all Nechama. It's just the Sefer of Nechama. Up till now, it's been fire and brimstone. In Mirza Hashem, we will begin to see the Nechama, the consolation, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow at Cannes.